0: NCHC.TV Studios. This is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Your hockey superstore with three valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Indiana Tech University. For tickets and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions, go to indianatechwarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best to barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey. Power school athletic traditions, college town atmosphere, and the building of a program like no other at ugahockey.com. College Hockey, Inc growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis and the small school education. For more information, visit us at maryvillesaints.com or at Maryville.edu. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you. University of Mary Hockey. Top flight hockey, intense rivalries, and championship aspirations. Schedule and ticket information at goumary.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. The only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards, but please play responsibly. By FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh.
1: All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anyway, that you may be joining us tonight on this Wednesday night, a little bit later than normal, about an hour or so, but for good reason. Scott Strandy with you tonight in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, in that beautiful Harris Resort. And uh, Hotel Casino, everything that uh, is Kansas City is right here at Harris. My co-host as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from the Championship City, which just keeps building on championships along the way. So, Stephen, how are you? And have you settled down yet from a WNBA championship?
2: <laughs> I have. Uh, by the way, have you seen any uh, Taylor Swift sightings in Kansas City recently?
1: <laughs> uh, no, but I understand she's going to be in Frankfurt in about a week or so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the the Chiefs are going to Frankfurt.
2: Oh, they are going to? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they're playing in Germany. Uh, okay. okay. So, that's yeah, good. that's, yeah, no, I ha- I have not seen uh, any Taylor Swift past, sightings. She
2: just got into town there, and she was just in town for watch uh, watch Kelsey play, of course. And and uh, here we are talking about Taylor Swift. What's wrong with this here? This is a hockey <laughs> Well, the city. I... that's the hubbub of, of Swift mania right now.
1: Yeah, it pretty much is, I guess. And uh, Chiefs, mania, uh, And they love their Chiefs. Oh, here. There's no that's doubt it. about it. That's it. They love their Chiefs here as well. Well, anyway, uh, we're here to talk uh, American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. And uh, as our, uh, our announcer, Paul Hornstein, so aptly put it, we also talk um, Georgia hockey. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Stephen, I don't know if you knew this. The Georgia Bulldogs went to Long Island. And uh, I did they played a couple that. of games on the island. Then they went up uh, over the Sound, if you will, to Connecticut to play Quinnipiac this last weekend. And guess who caught up with Coach Camp? It was our own Paul Hornstein.
2: I, I saw that. You actually let him out of the basement to, uh, to see him.
1: Oh, I didn't let him out. He broke out. He was just out and free. And he was so excited to be there that he went there two hours early. <laughs> wow! Yeah, he let just, me tell you. Let me, me tell you be, the backstory. He just
2: wanted to beat the traffic.
1: No, let me tell you the backstory. He was watching that website uh, to find out when the games were going to be played, and uh, Thursday and Friday, I believe, or Friday and Saturday, I can't remember the two days. Um, but anyway, and uh, he got the times wrong. He thought one was nine o'clock, and uh, it turned out to be seven. And uh, then the one he went to. He thought was at seven, and it turned out to be nine. So I ended up at Northwell Health uh, Ice Center uh, a few hours early. But
2: yeah, I see. Uh, I see. October twentieth, nine fifteen start, <laughs> and the twenty first is a seven p.m. start. So it turned out not to be the case, huh?
1: Yeah, So we got there uh, plenty early to meet that uh, coach camp and had a really good visit with coach. So this we're worst glad place,
2: that there's worse places to be arrive early for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, but anyway, so Paul Hornsey had a chance to visit with Coach Camp and had some, uh, really good stuff that came out of the conversations about Georgia Bulldog hockey and, um, the Ice Dogs. I thought we're going to kick off the show tonight talking about the Ice Dogs because we don't get to talk much about AAU, uh, hockey. But, um, these guys are really, really good. It's primarily in the East and the Southeast, I believe, but, um, very similar to the top level of ACHA, the M1 that we cover. And uh, they play uh, really competitive hockey at really interesting sites, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, you name it. And the Bulldogs from uh, the Ice Dogs, I should say, from uh, the University of Georgia, 7-2-1 and one this year in AAU college hockey. Uh, in the D one mark of AAU hockey, nice. they are three two and one, and of course in college hockey, South which is a conference, the D one there. They also hold a three one and one record, so um, they're off to a great start. Um, it's
2: almost the equivalent of like SEC in, in the football and basketball realm, because some of these schools they play are big or SEC schools as well as as Georgia. Is. So it's almost like the equivalent. Of some of these t- there's teams that they're playing, uh, but when you said AAU. Uh, it remind, it just reminded me I don't have enough money to buy vowels to figure out what that what that means you know there's a lot of vowels involved there AAU, <laughs> ACHA, u a c h it'll stuff like it. so, I love it a c h top twenty I mean there's too many vowels I don't <laughs> I don't have that much money to buy all these vowels to figure it out
1: okay well anyway it's a a u uh d one hockey okay. um and, and like I said the bulldogs got started back on September fourth with a red and white game. Then I was hoping to be at their game at Clemson. It didn't work out for me uh, this trip, but uh, they came away uh, with a a nice nice 3-1 victory. Um, Then they played South Carolina, and that came with a 3-2 victory. Uh, Then they played Georgia Tech. Sound familiar here with SEC schools? (laughs) Then they play uh, Georgia Tech, and they come away with a 6-1 victory. They play Auburn, and they come away with a 4-3 victory on September uh, 29th. Then October 1st, Auburn finally gives them the first loss, a 4-2 loss. So um, the Ice Dogs uh, were off to a really fast start. Uh, Stumbled a bit against uh, 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 Auburn in that second game, but then rebounded nicely against Vanderbilt. Picked up a couple of uh, victories, 5-3 and 2-1, and then uh, made their trip up to Farmingdale State on Long Island, New York, and Quinnipiac. They came away with a 3-3 tie on the aforementioned October 20th game against Farmingdale, and then uh, fell 4 uh on the October 21st game, which might have been a little fatigue when you're driving that far on a bus and uh, and playing games back-to-back. But then again, rebounded nicely on, uh, on the 22nd of October uh, with a 6-5 victory over Quinnipiac. So uh, the Bulldogs playing some good hockey. Your thoughts on hockey in the Southeast, Steven. Stephen?
2: And, and we're not, and we're not, not the Quinnipiac of the NCAA, the champion Quinnipiac, but uh, but certainly still a good a good win over. Well, right.
1: Quinnipiac yeah. The, club, the are, club program. So, yes. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: But uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, we talk so much about hockey in the West and and how how much it's growing and stuff, but it just seems to be really growing and Georgia's kind of like the I don't know, he's kind of like the the spearhead of this this movement here of getting this hockey uh, strengthened in in this area in the south because uh they they're excited about. It. They want to see it grow and and coach Campy and all them at Georgia are always putting stuff out on social media and and hyping their program up which is great and then obviously it promotes the other teams that are around them. Other teams get better, they get better, everybody gets better. We see that in the ACHA, how teams are always trying to one-up each other in a way. And it just makes everybody better, makes the whole product better. It's the same with this this conference in the in the South and, and the AAU uh, level. So uh, good, good on them for that. I think we, we see it out West, kind of ASU, and Greg Powers, kind of the – the, the model program out there of what it takes to pathway to get to NCAA and just the growth of hockey out there and in, in that general a lot of programs have, have strengthened and gotten um, better and have gotten more on the map because of that. And I think you can say the same about what Georgia's doing and, and the promotion that they're doing and, and the the schools the schools around there and at the are feeding off of that for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When you look at their roster, um, they've got kids that homegrown talent from Atlanta and Athens and in that area. So a lot of Georgia kids, but you also see a couple kids from Maryland, a couple from Minnesota, Massachusetts, a couple from New York. Uh, they have a Texas kid or two. Um, so they, they actually spread out and uh, do some really good recruiting. And if you ever follow coach camp on, uh, on uh, Twitter or X, X. As we have to anyway. call it now, Paul Hornstein will never call it that. By the way, uh, <laughs> then he's wrong. <laughs> uh, when we uh, when we go by that, and you see what he's done, he's been all over the country. I mean, he's been in on the west coast, the east coast, the up north. He goes everywhere. Does a lot he doesn't like leave. You. You've been everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's recruiting hockey players. He doesn't even. So what um, are you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, i oh, yeah, what am I doing? That somebody should tell me that because I'm lost. Apparently. <laughs> Uh, But anyway, um, my first, the the month of September, really the half of September, was devoted to to seeing as many of these teams as I could and really enjoyed it. Um, Nice to see some of our partners and see them in action and see their facilities. And a lot of the guys gave me pucks, Stephen, for a puck wall. So I'm working on that. I'm working on the ACH top 20 puck wall. So I've got game pucks from a few need, places now, Adrian. A, and... You need
2: to have a stable place first before you can have
1: a puck wall. Oh, well, I will have a stable place, but one, th- one thing at a time, you can still have a puck wall. <laughs>
2: yeah, you can have a puck wall in, your, in a bag or something. Then then when you have a place that you're going to be staying at, then you can put it up. Yeah.
1: Well, right now, that place is anywhere in between um, Long Island, New York, and Temecula, California. So we'll, really we'll determine that. That really narrows it down. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know that. I'm off my way to Colorado. Colorado, one of the places that I love dearly and can't wait to get back there for some NCAA hockey. And they're, and they're,
2: waiting, and they're waiting for you there. They're waiting for you in Colorado. Are right? they? Oh, yeah.
1: Rumor has it or what?
2: <laughs> Just
1: a hunch. Uh, Augustana and Denver. They're waiting for you in Arizona, too, by the way. But for yeah, different No, reason. they're not. They don't <laughs> for care. <a> <laughs> they couldn't care. <laughs> They're waiting with pitchforks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> oh. Wait. Anyway. Uh, uh, anyway. Um, in Arizona, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I will eventually get back the second week of uh, November back to Temecula and uh, see some um, AHL hockey. A lot that you've been covering right now, the AHL oh, and of course the uh, the uh, NHL.
2: How, how about I know I know this is I know this is the the ACH uh, top twenty. Uh, but I think ACH, I think of, like, banks because you do ACH transfers. So I <laughs> have to remind myself that uh, it's also ACH means American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. Anyways, um, and then we say ACHA, which is, you know, anyways, okay. I'm getting off tangent. But how great was yesterday? 16 NHL games, 4 AHL games. There were some ECHL games. I'm sure there was some other some, – there was a lot of hockey yesterday. And, and certainly in the e- – East. A-C-H-A, we see a lot of games on a certain weekend, but just for the professional side of things, and we'll talk more about when we do that podcast, but wow, that was just a lot of hockey yesterday, and, and uh, so... And on
1: the same night that the Diamondbacks completed the comeback, How about that? and are see, going to the World
2: Series your again! Your d Your D-backs are going to the World Series! It's 2001 all over again! <laughs> well, that's not <laughs> Well, let's not go that because that was a bad year in, in our country. But but the D-backs were back in the World Series, so that's a good Yeah, that's that's good and that, news. And Mad Dog is retiring because he said if the D-backs are going to win, Mad Dog Russo is going to retire from radio. So. I... <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, yeah, careful what you say on the air because that stuff is forever. Yeah, so, <laughs> so don't, don't don't make
2: any promises that you do, can't uphold if you're if you uh, don't want to retire or do any of those sort of things.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if you heard our conversation with Mike Snead, uh, Paul and I had a, a month ago now, and uh, and the conversation came up then that the twins were playing and uh, in the playoffs, and he said uh, he was going to announce on our show um, who was going to host the 2025 Icebreaker if uh, the twins won the world series, you said, I'll come on your show on, on November 3rd and, uh, and reveal that. And, uh, of course that wiped out the twins right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that <laughs> they that had was, no chance after that.
2: That was a pretty, pretty safe, uh, bet there. Cause there wasn't any chance really the twins, of course, a lot of people, of course, mad dog said that about the D-backs. So there was no way the D-backs were going to be in the world series, but, but not only, but he had the twins. He had, he was saying that the twins were in the world, world series and stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's uh it's a interesting thing. But uh, so, yeah, so you, you don't get that exclusive announcement on your podcast uh, on the podcast, but that's OK.
1: Because, you know, next year's icebreaker is in Vegas.
2: Yeah. See how know, I
1: brought that around?
2: Yes. Everything. Everything. See, I don't you know, you get to go everywhere and I always, you know, I kind of I say, oh, I never get to go anywhere. And, and we're working on that. But. Why do I need to go anywhere when everything comes here to Vegas? Everything, everybody <laughs> wants to come to Vegas. Yeah, so I wonder I why that have is. I go anywhere. <laughs> I
1: know? wonder why that is.
2: And yes, the icebreakers. breakers just
1: were... don't show up on uh, on Na- uh, not NASCAR, on NASCAR on Formula One weekend.
2: Exactly. Yes. Yes. Stay away. When that is
1: that, week? by the way?
2: Uh, it's, can't be here soon enough. And I say that that means I, I obviously I say that because the sooner it gets here, the sooner it'll be done with, and we can we can move forward.
1: Get your city back. Get the city back? at least the strip. <laughs> they kind of took your strip away, didn't they? They,
2: they took the strip away a little bit. Yeah, they're overtaking it right now. But, uh,
1: when is that? Is- what weekend is that? Do you know? Uh, Up top your head? November, right?
2: It's in November, yes. It's uh, the weekend of the November 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, that weekend. So that oh, would okay. be the, the third weekend of November.
1: So that'll be my cue to stay away from Vegas that weekend.
2: <laughs> yes yes stay away from vegas that weekend there is no uh there's no golden knights they're out of town the silver knights are i think are actually the silver knights are in town that weekend but that's in henderson so that's okay but uh yeah, yeah
1: just don't try to drive down the strip to no, get close to the, to the strip because they're gonna go run right over you
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're gonna run right over you it's gonna be at night time so uh but everything it'll be a mess it's already a mess and they're they're not even here yet they're still working on getting it finished but it's gonna be it's gonna be a mess. We'll see exactly how uh, they think it's gonna bring all this money in for the city, and and we hope it does. But because of all the headache it's put put it for us, but we'll see exactly how. Uh, and this is only gonna be the first year. It's gonna be here for several years. This this event. So, um, but I think the first year is gonna be the toughest part because we have had to get all this stuff ready for it. Now, hopefully, after the first year, they'll figure out okay, what worked, what we could do better, and they can. It's like a Legion Stadium. When that's first opened there was the first few events there it was a complete chaos about people getting in and out, how they're gonna do all this. But now I think it's still chaotic over there at times when you go to an event at the Legion Stadium, but it seems like they've got a little bit of a of a system there and it's not as bad. So I think that'll be the same with this. Maybe as you go down in two or three years from now, um it won't they'll still have to – the the, the the paddocks and everything that they're building for will already be there. Yes, they'll have to set up and take down a the, the grandstands that they're going to have along the track route. But, uh, you know, the roads will have to probably be repaved every year to prepare for that, but it won't be as grueling as it's been this last year. Uh, so
1: <laughs> Craziness. <laughs> Craziness. Anyway, getting back to the uh, University of Georgia Ice Dogs, I just wanted to bring that up and, and let people know that, uh, yeah, we have an eye on AAU hockey, and uh, we've got spots left open if we want some more partners uh, like the Ice Dogs to talk about. I do also want to throw out there, Coach Campus told us, and he reminded Paul Hornstein about it as well. There is a big event, a Martin Luther King Week weekend, I guess, and, and into the week where they play um, at the uh, Classic Center Foundry Pavilion, and he was talking about the numbers. It'll be, uh, I know for certain it's Georgia, Alabama, Auburn. Um, I'm not sure who else. Maybe Clemson is involved in that, but um, it, it's a big deal tournament and, uh, you know, he's been encouraging Paul to come down there. He said they get like seven to 10,000 people to watch, uh, AAU hockey. So, um, don't overlook these guys. They're, uh, they're top caliber and brand new building coming up as well. It, coach keeps, uh, giving us posts every couple of weeks about updates on it. So that's the first step. Once you've got that building, then you got something to build on if you want to advance to the next level, which, of course, is NCAA hockey, and we hope that that happens sooner rather than later.
2: Yes. I, I, it's just always exciting when we're talking about these programs and their, their growth and their their building of the programs and how successful they can be and just uh, how, how they're growing their program. I, I don't know what else to say. I was trying to think of something more elaborate, but sometimes simplicity is the best in, in what you're trying to say. So, yeah, I just think it's great that we kind of see this program that's already has come a long way but still has more to come and that we can kind of see their progression as the as the time goes on here of what they're trying to do. Yes, getting that new building is a big part of it and then trying to continue to improve the team and, and product on the ice and, and being the one of the top teams in that league and that – in that conference that they play in, because that's yeah, absolutely you know, and having a good home ice advantage. That's what any t- school wants is to have good home ice advantage, and and so they can build upon that once they get this new this new building and build
1: okay. there. Okay, so let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's break down to the latest. Still not computer rankings yet, but uh, the uh, there's some exciting news. I think and uh, we'll get into that. Um, See if
2: I can scrum up some money in the meantime so I can buy some of these valves that we need for these.
1: We'll be right back with the ACHA M1 rankings in just a few minutes.
0: Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu.
1: University of Arizona Wildcats return to the Tucson Arena September 29th. Join the tradition and become a part of the legacy of hockey in the old Pueblo. Cheer
2: on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a national championship after a promising off-season of key roster additions. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org for schedule and ticket information and follow us on social media. Bear down and rise up. (laughs)
0: Ah! <laughs> Looking for a small campus setting with a big campus varsity hockey program? Located in the heart of the Ozarks, Springfield, Missouri, Drury University Hockey is the new game in town. The beautiful Jordan Valley Ice Park, located less than a mile from the Drury campus, is the home of Panthers Hockey, including a newly renovated full-time locker room space. Drury University offers over 80 undergraduate majors and programs and nine graduate programs with an average class size of just 19 students. Go beyond and become a part of a bright future for Drury Panthers Hockey. Visit DruryPanthers.com and Drury.edu for more information looking to extend your hockey career at a high level then the University of Georgia could be the place for you ice dogs hockey is an NCAA style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries big-time athletics and an elite academic institution go to ugahockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build the limitless future ahead for University of Georgia hockey looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship level college hockey then Indiana Tech could just be that place in less than a decade the Warriors have played for two national championships appeared in the last four national tournaments and won six regular season and conference tournaments Off the Ice majors in not just the tech fields, but communications, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, visit us online at indianatechwarriors.com or at indianatech.edu. you talk about the best of las vegas you're talking about the best of the best so when you're at jesse ray's barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the best of las vegas award it speaks for itself at 308 north boulder highway in henderson come and savor our people's choice award-winning barbecue ribs or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in las vegas barbecue sauce to take home Open seven days a week. You can order online at jesseraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at women's d one lsuachahockeycom and see if the school-rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State women's hockey, The small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. Experience the best of academics and athletics at Minot State University. At Minot State, we're not just a team. We're a family united by passion and determination. Achieve your academic goals while thriving in a supportive community. With a commitment to excellence, both on and off the ice, we're shaping leaders. With an 11 to one student faculty ratio, over 1200 scholarships awarded annually and in-state tuition for all students. Experience education that goes beyond textbooks, propelling you towards a brighter future. Join Minot State University and be part of a legacy of success. Discover your potential at Minot State. Learn more at minotstateu.edu. Minot State University. Be seen. Be heard. Be you. Welcome back to another segment of
2: ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast.
1: Indeed it is, the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Kansas City, Missouri. My co-host is always Steven Stephen Marsh joining me from that championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada. By the way, Stephen, Stephen, tells- did the, hold on a minute, did the, uh, did the Golden Knights finally lose a game last night, or did they p- come pull it off?
2: No, nope. They haven't lost a game yet.
1: They came back, huh? Because I was listening last night on the way to Kansas City, and I heard they were down 2-1 to Philadelphia. They came back and won that in the third period.
2: They did. That's what happens when you, you turn off a game too early. You might.
1: Uh... <laughs> well, I was driving and driving rain on the way to Kansas City, <laughs> so uh, I was trying to focus on just staying on the road. <laughs> yes,
2: that's important. Fo- focus on staying on the road. We can have anything happen to you. Uh, By the way, your voice sounds so much better than it did last week.
1: Well, still a little raspy, but it's getting there. Um, Okay, so uh, Minot State has two things going for them this week. Minot State also
2: hasn't lost a game either.
1: No. At number one, though, they have 30 first-place votes. Nobody else got a first-place vote, so that tells you it's unanimous by my count. Secondly is I believe they got 12 inches of snow yesterday. So uh, the snow is falling to Minot, and the winds keep rolling uh, into the uh, the record book. So as we start off the uh, the uh, top twenty five of the ACHA M one programs, Minot State nine zero and zero holds down the number one spot. Adrian seven one and zero number two. Central Oklahoma eight zero and zero holds down number three. Liberty four five and one. Is number four and UNLV at seven one and O is number five. Steven, when you look at those top five, not really a whole bunch of surprises there, are there?
2: No, not really. I mean, Liberty. You look at Liberty's record, and that might stick out to you because it says they're four five and one, but they've played Minot State four times, and obviously they've lost all four games to to Minot State because Minot State is undefeated still. So uh, that. That that's probably the big thing about And that. they did
1: it they did it back to back weekends. Back to back weekends. <laughs> once in Lynchburg and once in Minot. And I believe, so they're four, five, and one, four of those losses came to the hands of the number one team in the country.
2: And I believe if I'm not mistaken, a couple of those games were pretty pretty close results. So that helps. Very close. Yeah. Even very close. The, even though it's not the computer yet taking taking this into but obviously that'll all matter when, when the computer uh takes over these in, in November. But but uh yeah, I think they're Liberty's one of the top teams as they've been the last couple of years. I think they're they're showing that they're one of the top teams that and they can play with the top teams even if they don't come out with the result. But I think it only will make them better come tournament time. UNLV, uh a little bit of a slow slower start to get going than their first couple of weekends at away, but since they've been at home now, they've been kind of uh they've been doing good. But they've it's not been easy for them and, but they're but they've got the wins. They're seven and one. Uh Ohio four three and one. They've people have kind of they've kind of dropped down if if you want to look at it that way i mean they were they had them at 3 previously they're now at 6 so uh central oklahoma is the one that's moved up and i think it's well deserved i think central oklahoma's definitely deserves to be one of the top 3 definitely in the top 5 but definitely in the top 3 cuz i think they're going to probably go run away with the wchl again this year uh so yeah i think out of the top 5 i think that's probably about right um, you know, Niagara's down at number seven. That You just look at record-wise, they're seven and one. So, you know, you you look at that, but maybe people don't know what teams they've played or who they've played yet. But um, I, I think the top right. five is good. I think the top five is, is probably where it's the top five that's going to be as the season goes along.
1: Yeah, I think you're probably right. Okay, so let's do six through 10. We got Ohio at four, three, and one. Niagara, seven, one, and oh. Jamestown at five two and zero, and Maryville at six four and one. Um, <laughs> Maryville just seems like they get stuck in that nine slot, and uh, they had a pretty good weekend. Speaking uh, of Maryville
2: I, and Lib- and Liberty, uh, and Maryville got a win over Liberty over the weekend. So
1: yeah, I talked with John Hogan, uh, texted back and forth with him. I said, hey, congratulations. He said, yeah, I'll take it. But he said, I think we kind of caught... Uh, Liberty at the right time because they were pretty beat up. And he said, maybe we got their C team. But you know what? The computer doesn't know. <laughs> and he's right. The computer doesn't know. Uh, but congratulations to Maryville. They still got to play the games. And they did it at Liberty. So, uh, but they're hanging in there at number nine. And of course, Grand Valley State in at number 10 at seven zero and one So I guess when I look at the top 10, Stephen, I see a lot of teams without very many losses. And the ones that do have the losses seem like they played uh, pretty much one of the toughest schedules, if not the toughest schedules, in the conference or in the league.
2: Well, I mean, you look at these top 10 teams, and it's a lot of the same characters that we've seen in the top 10 before. Um, Again, it's it's really hard to – I think when we see the first computer rankings, a lot of times it's going to really – Shuffle these around. I'll, I think the, I don't know if the first part of the season if this is still coaches or that do these uh, voting for these polls, but uh, for these rankings. But um, I want to wait and see when the first computer. It's good fodder to talk about right now because it kind of gives an idea of where some of these teams are and and maybe where they should be or shouldn't be. But uh, it will be interesting when the computer takes over. How much of a change we see? It sometimes it's really weird too because sometimes you have a team that. Like uh what was it when, was it last year that Oregon hadn't played that many and Oregon somehow was in the was in the top twenty five and then and then of course, they eventually dropped out where where they probably should be, but it was kind of like one, those kind of weird outliers that kind of get in there with the averages and everything, so uh, we probably see some of that early on, which is uh and this is for you because I know you love love your soapboxes when it comes to this uh you know just, just know it's totally the first raking of the year, usually by the end of the year it usually equals out and, and gets it right. But but it does there's always some questions about certain teams and where they are positioned and stuff. But um the computer knows better than we, right? I guess I mean No
1: no it doesn't I mean, don't even get me started with that computer. I don't even want to Canyon Talk University about. education and my UNOV education. <laughs> anyway, uh let's let's go to uh number eleven, Calvin at six two and one, followed by Indiana Tech at seven two and zero, oh, and I happen to see one loss. Uh, to Indiana Tech, and I think both their losses came to Grand Valley State, which is a really good hockey team, by yeah, the way. So, so no shame in, in talking uh, about losing um, to Grand Valley State, but Indiana Tech, 7-2-0, as you would expect. Michigan-Dearborn. Um,
2: they could be getting a little uh, bit Chris, more love Chris right Haltner.
1: Now. Chris Haltner's team doing really well at 6-0-0, uh, followed by the Arizona Wildcats at 4-1-0, and and Illinois State, 7-5-0, and and I did see them play too, and they are also a very strong team, so when you look at uh at ten through or eleven through fifteen um about right, think there are some changes there Should teams be other places
2: well, I'd have to look back at Michigan Dearborn who they've played so far, but at 6-0-0, it's you know to be undefeated is pretty pretty good again, it depends on the the level of competition you're playing, I guess to see where what the how that. How solid that six zero and zero record looks, but still, they're that's still a pretty good feat, and they're at thirteen. So, you know, maybe they could be a little bit higher, but you know, Indiana Tech is is good. Uh, Grand Valley State, I said that's impressed, but that was ten. But you look at eleven through fifteen. Arizona uh, has dropped a spot, so but they're four and one. They've got a big series this week, and they'll be here, and actually, they're probably on their way uh maybe they'll be driving up to well they'll probably arrive today because they have a game tomorrow and friday with UNLV here in las vegas so uh they're doing a it and by draft. the
1: way friday is uh, nevada day correct
2: friday is nevada day yes well there's always this, there's always this con- confusion uh and, and anybody outside of nevada probably could care less about this little nugget but the 31st is the actual nevada day Halloween it's it's Nevada but the, the observed holiday is, is the Friday before on the Nevada day so yes so it technically is and isn't uh, but yes it's the observed holiday um so there's three games And and the Golden
1: Knights, Silver Knights and UNLV all playing
2: they are they are it's it's and it actually
1: how will the, you sleep <laughs>
2: The same thing, same way I do every night. <laughs> now the midnight game—that's that's different, but uh, that messes with my sleep pattern. But uh, yeah, the Silver Knights will play 11 a.m. Uh, I know you went to the, the 11 a.m. game last year and had a good time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yep. And then, and then the uh, the Golden Knights play the Bedard Show, or we involved in the Bedard Show, play the Blackhawks at 3 p.m. Uh, at t-Mobile arena, and then at nine p m so there's some time in between at nine p m that u n l v takes on Arizona at City National arena, so almost midnight, not quite midnight and if, so if i thought so if I thought last night's eight fourteen or eight seventeen puck drop was late, the UNLV game on Friday will even be a later start it'll be a 9 p.m. start tomorrow's games at eight p m start.
1: Well Vegas is a city that never sleeps too, just like New York, so yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't matter when you start a hockey game, you just go there and play anyway. <laughs> Let's move on to 16 through 20. Um, looking at 16 it's Arizona State at six one and O 17 is Pittsburgh six four and one, 18 Purdue Northwest, five four and0. I saw them play as well against uh, a really good Adrian squad. you uh, Mary in at 19 they cracked the top 20 now at five one and one and in at number 20 is Stony Brook at two, two and so uh, when you look at those, Stephen, and, and you don't probably get to see much of those, but your thoughts, uh, what like with Arizona State at six one zero, should they be higher ranked or are they about right?
2: Well, I think that I think that's about right. Uh, Arizona State is much improved. They, you know, last year I f- want to say they got off to a pretty good start too, and then they kind of f- uh, feathered the way a little bit. But Arizona State is definitely much improved. Uh, under the current regime that they have there and they have obviously a new place that they play their games now though they play at uh, mullet arena or at least the the second rink there maybe they get to play some games in the main ring mountain rink america mountain america american, arena mountain american ice there. and they
1: do play some at mullet by the way
2: yes so uh they have that now so that, that that gives them an uh extra home ice advantage i guess um although some people say maybe playing it Oceanside was a nice on a nice my event with the low ceilings and the and the closeness and everything else. But, uh, anyways, but yeah. So no, I think uh, Arizona State is. Uh, they beat UNLV earlier this year in, in Arizona, so it was. Uh, uh, so they are certainly UNLV's only loss, correct? Only, only loss has come to Arizona State. That is correct. Okay. And Arizona State's only loss is uh, come to UNOV because then UNLV came back and won the next day. So six and one, Arizona State is, and that. The only loss for them is against UNLV, and UNLV's only loss, their seven and one, has come against Arizona State. So that'll set up for Parody. A, parody a fun, at its finest. A, a fun rematch uh, when they come to Vegas here, uh, and I forget when that is, but it comes at some point this season. The other thing I want to mention out of this top five or this the sixteen through twenty uh, part of the rankings is Mary, and we've talked about how impressive they've been, and this is, and we're not just blowing smoke because they're they're partners with us, but they actually off to a really good start, and they're they've moved up from Division Two M two to Division One M one and and when we saw the first rankings come out or the first standings, so to speak, I guess you can say, I guess you could call them rankings, the before any games were played, we saw Mary in the top twenty five, and 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 I guess we were a little surprised by that, but we were not surprised by that because they had done so well at the M two level that they were getting some some love and some recognition for that already putting expectations on them that they were going to be successful at the M1 level. Well, they're already, they're showing that that wasn't just, that wasn't just, you know, out of out of kindness, that it was, it was deserving. And, and as they continue, as the season goes on, uh, they will continue to, to get better and make some noise. And, and I think it's not going to be a, a team that's going to be taken lightly, even though it's their first year at the, at the M1 level, which is really uh, impressive. To say the least. So, congrats to the folks there at the at University of Mary because uh, they they certainly have off to a, a good start in there.
1: And if uh, you if you remember, part of the uh, the last stop on my September trip was to see them play at Illinois State. And you got to see their very uh, first M1. saw their very first M one win. So uh, they they're for real. Uh, don't take them lightly. Okay, so uh, twenty one through twenty five, Missouri State four four and one. Utah 35 and 1. Davenport 72 and 0. Lawrence Tech at 4 4 and 0. And Rhode Island rounds out the top twenty-five at three three and l Um, I'm a little surprised about Missouri State. At four four and one, I'm a little surprised that they're where they're at.
2: Are you surprised at four four and o? or are you surprised that they're ranked where they are?
1: Four four and one. 4, 4, and 5, I'm su- yeah, I'm surprised that they're twenty one. I didn't think uh uh, that they would be quite that high. I thought they might be in the 23-24 range, but congratulations to uh, to Mr. Winkler, Tom Winkler, the new head coach at Missouri State, for getting them uh, up there in the rankings. And, of course, this year it's really important because guess what? 24 teams get in the tournament. We've talked about it before, but that's a big deal this year, isn't it?
2: It is. 24 teams as opposed to 20 that we've had in the past. So now this seems like the new potential cutoff is going to be 21, 22, 23, 24 instead of, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, or 17, 18, 19, 20, whatever. So it's going to be uh, important now if you're one of those teams that's in the, that 21 to 25 range, you're going to probably be right on the cusp, but depending on how certain conferences and their tournaments go with auto bids and if some teams that weren't in the top 25 that won a conference, if they steal a, a spot for one of those other teams that are, Right on the right on the cusp. So, yes, it's very important in Missouri State, uh, four four and one. So that that's a good. It's certainly a big turnaround so far from last season where they kind of had their struggles and stuff. But as you mentioned, they have a new, new, new guy running the show there with the head coach and everything. So, uh, he's got his guys playing the way he wants them to play, and and probably feels like they could still even be better. So, uh, a four four and one uh, is good. I think a lot of times. With these early season polls, and I'm not saying this to be, be critical or anything. I think sometimes just your your where you play in your games, your conferences, I think gives you some uh, sort of level of boost over other teams. In fact, that they play in the WCHL, and it's typically been known to be a great great conference and has a great reputation having some strong teams. I think that adds pedigree because you're playing a lot of tougher games because the comp- t- the teams in that conference are usually pretty good. So I think that gives you an upper edge, and I think the people that vote in these early season polls um, take that into account. Um, and we could be totally wrong on this. I've heard, you know, we've heard people it that it's not that we take this way over overblown and just people in general these these polls. But again, it gives us good fodder to talk about, and and uh, and we'll see what happens when the computer takes over. But uh, Missouri State is is four four and one. I think. I mean, I think that's about right. Um. You know, i mean what what
1: about utah now utah's back know, at twenty two now they're back on the I bubble know. again even now. for a twenty four team tournament and i know it's early
2: i know but I, utah is a, is a it's a weird thing i just they were here last weekend and lost and I didn't get to see the games because i was doing some other stuff but uh i didn't see them live but you know it's just i don't it's like utah's a is a funny team and i'm not saying that to be mean or critical or or any of that. I just I don't know. They're always like they're always like right there, but it's like they just can't get up to that next level. Can't get over the top. Can't can't get over the top or you know, they played UNLV close, I think, in both games, but they just couldn't overcome it and so that helps that you play them close, but it's just you know, and then there's periods where they play they play really well and they they almost knock off the top teams. And then there's, and I don't know what the, the pulse of their team and what the situation with their roster is right now and everything, if that played in any effect. But again, the computer doesn't take when the computer takes over this, that doesn't take into account any of that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird. The three, five and one. So the right, right around that 500 mark, it seems like that's where they just kind of stay uh, year after year, the last couple of years. And, and they're probably going to be right there at the end. And, and, you know, this time, they're 22, at least according to this, um, which would be put them right on the cusp again. Last year they were right on the cusp, and they just couldn't quite, quite get in. Um, but some of that is themselves, you know they, they they don't win the games when they need to win, or um, they do win, but they, the level of competition is isn't strong enough for them to, for the computer to to help them out. So yeah, I just I, I don't know. I don't. I, I want them to do well. I, I, I I like their program. I like the guys that run the program. I've, I've, I've talked to their head coach a few times uh, in the past when we've done features and stuff. And, and, uh, and, and I really want, I want them to have a good season. I want them to get get in one of these. But since the last few years, we've, we've been really following it closely. They haven't, they haven't been in the, in the tournament. But they've always been right there. So I just, I hope they can get in. Hopefully, with twenty four teams getting into the field, that they can find a way in. Uh, it's still very early in the season, so a team can. They can go on a big run here and and make some noise. Uh that's the that's the beauty of this part of the season. Yes, these games matter early in the season, but you know, there's a lot of games left in the season too and and it depends on who you have on your schedule. Is it is yep. the WCHL teams left? Do they have some other uh tough games or, you know, easier opponents, but easier opponents they might win, but will it really help them move up is the question too.
1: All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break again, and we'll come right back. And we'll listen. Well, um, we'll listen. We'll dive into Kentucky hockey at the M two level. I, I I'm intrigued. Um, I don't know how much you've seen of Kentucky on the website, but uh, we we talked about them playing midnight games. Majority of their games, like ninety nine percent of them, um, and they just keep winning. So we'll come back and talk Kentucky Wildcat hockey in just a few minutes.
0: At some schools, winning the national championship is the goal. For Liberty's women's hockey program, it's the expectation. Winners of the last five national championships, Liberty women's hockey is the ACHA W1 standard. Be a part of the championship legacy on or off the ice with a first-class education, as well as serving your faith, community, and your game by visiting us at liberty.edu. If you are thinking of joining a growing power to continue playing high-level college hockey, then Lake Superior State's ACHA M2 program could be right for you. In just two seasons under head coach Steve Canisto, the Lakers M2 team continues its drive towards a national tournament bid coming off the program's best season ever. For information about playing in this hockey-focused community or if you're just interested in schedule and ticket information, Visit our website at lssuachahockey.com. New challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and national powers, Missouri State, Illinois State, and Colorado State, as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to goumary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. As a premier ACHA M1 university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Looking for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University, located in St. Louis, Missouri could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018 and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000-plus seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, Liberty, Minot State, and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a best in the West college by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study, And over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Women's hockey is one of the fastest-growing sports in the country, And at Maryville University in St. Louis, having two ACHA women's teams allows young women to continue to play top level hockey. Maryville women's hockey aligns with the university's core values to provide opportunities for growth as a player, as well as the sport. The Maryville University Hockey Center is the place to get a first class hockey experience and is just minutes from campus. For more information on Maryville women's hockey, Go online to maryvillesaints.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel.
2: banks it towards the goal. He scores! Gail McCarr.
0: Gail McCarr. Before the NHL stage, whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh, my gracious, Visit collegehockeyink.com
1: and follow at College Hockey.
2: Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcasts' American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty Podcast.
1: Indeed it is, the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy back with you uh, again from Kansas City, Missouri, this beautiful Harris Resort Hotel and Casino. And, uh, of course, Stephen Marsh joining me from that beautiful championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay, Stephen, we rolled through uh, a little talk with Georgia. We rolled through uh, ACHA talk. And uh, now it's time to talk some M2 hockey. So let's talk about these Kentucky Wildcats. If you had a chance to take a look and see what this team has been doing.
2: I have a little bit, and it's—I'm it's, not going to lie—it's—it's it's pretty good what they're doing. I mean, they—they they have some some good games that they've already played, and they play, as you said, they play a lot of their games, uh, their home games at midnight uh, during the season. So that's kind of a, a weird thing, but they—they they embrace that, and they—they and they do very well with that. Steven,
1: they not only not embrace it, but, but they have, their fans come out. Their band comes out. I mean, this is just insane uh, the way they do this. So, man, oh, man, they are rocking and rolling, and um, it's pretty impressive what they've done uh, over uh, over the start of this season as an M2 program. And, you know, you look at the teams that they've played, and you go like, boy, this is SC, SEC hockey too, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean look at their, their some of the teams that they've played. They've already played um, it's more ACC type stuff because you've got uh, they've played University of...
1: Yeah, so good point. What, good point.
2: That's what that's coming up. I think University of North Carolina. Well, that they've played, uh, yeah, they played uh, North Carolina and North Carolina State and uh, Virginia Tech and uh, they've played Miami University, University of Dayton, which are you know, and so, and then some games coming up here. They've got teams like Indiana University, uh, Xavier. Um, so teams that we, we – schools that typically we see big powerhouses in in other sports, uh, they're playing them in, in hockey and since uh, the University of Cincinnati and, and Ohio State University. It's just another example of, like, how great would it be to see some of these schools become NCAA hockey programs and continue to build the NCAA uh, side of things for hockey because – um, you know, these schools are, have great followings for, for basketball and, and for football as well, which are the big sports and, and, and baseball, I'm sure, you know, some of the other sports that they play in, but uh, how would the support be for hockey? And I think it would be, it would be pretty, pretty strong. Uh, maybe not as strong as other schools, but uh, you know, all that will come in due time, but I think it's just having that university of Kentucky name has kind of got some, some, bring some weight with it just like they as i said some of these other schools that they play uh, kind of carry the same but uh, yeah i mean it's 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 a cool thing
1: okay i'll tell you also about the university of kentucky and you look at their website um they've got some really cool jerseys and a number of jerseys that you can buy personalized you can do the uh the whole deal with them but it's pretty impressive uh what they do and that's one of the things that we really love about uh and you know me, relevancy, relevancy, relevancy—that's what it's all about. And when you see uh, the opportunities that they have, and they're making money for their program by selling these uh, uh, custom jerseys and and shirts, they got CCM shirts and jackets and hoodies. I mean, it, this is big time. And uh, for the M two level to do this, it, it's it's probably not going to be too long before they're an M one program.
2: Yes, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's going to be a matter of time before they are a m1 program i think uh, they 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 certainly are doing the right things to get there and i think the only thing is if they become an m1 program uh they probably won't be able to play all their games at midnight but uh so that's something if i think some of that is out of their control but i think some of it is certainly their control and that they choose to do that but uh it's still though it's a great a great thing that they they do with that but um, tough to do that at the M1 level. Have all your games at midnight. I just don't know how many other ACHA teams would like that. Of course, a lot of times you'd only see them that one, that one weekend. But, uh, so I guess it would be okay. I guess, but, uh, but yeah. I mean, I don't. I I think it's because I I I envision kind of seeing. You know, the M1 level is obviously the the standard of the ACHA. Um, it's there's not as many teams there. It's kind of a set little thing. They don't want to make it too big, I think, but also, you know, because it's just, just so many teams and, and stuff. But it, I think it's right now at about seventy teams, which is probably about right. But I think they would wouldn't mind it if it got to more. But they want a team that could be sustainable at that level, can be competitive, um, and and certainly can learn more, more about sustainability with, with how with how the acjm one level works. Uh, but w- but what you're probably gonna see and maybe you see this a few years down the road, as you'll see some M1 programs that might become NCAA programs, so then they'll graduate out of the ACHA and become NCAA programs, which is great, but that also leaves openings for maybe some M2 programs to get the bump to M1, and maybe not even so. I mean, Mary made the jump to M1 from last year to this year, and there wasn't necessarily a departure out of the M1 level, so um, I think you can still see that, but I think if a few years from now you see some M1 programs of the ACHA go to NCAA, then then there will be some openings to bring somebody else in. And I think Kentucky can certainly be one of those teams that would be, be in the consideration to, to be one of those teams.
1: Yeah, I'm certainly not going to argue with you there. Of course, uh, on the women's side of things, um, Liberty still hanging in there. Um, I'm trying to get some some score updates on that. Have, have you seen the standings or the scores from um, the women's side of things? Because uh, it doesn't look like I'm getting a whole lot here.
2: I uh, haven't seen too much on that. I uh, haven't really. Let me see if I can find some stuff real quick on.
1: Well, what I'm seeing right now, I'm showing uh, Indiana Tech uh, at 8 0. I'm showing uh, University of Michigan at 5 0. Adrian College at 5-1-0, oh. um, University of Michigan, Dearborn, 5-3-0, oh. Penn State, 5-3-0, and, oh. and I'm looking, uh, you know, pretty much at the uh, the WD1CCWHA, and then uh, when you look down and you see uh, Midland is 8-0-0, oh oh. Uh, Maryville, 8-2-0, and, oh. um, and you look at Minot State, 3-3. Um, Yep, three and three. Um, Liberty five zero and one. So they've just been tied one time. Um, You look out west. I mean, this is this
2: this is this is complete domination. I mean, I'm looking at some of these scores, and I look at the the Liberty score, and we know how good they are, and they are just a powerhouse at the uh, women's one level. But I mean, this is just complete domination. You feel. Kind of bad for this uh, University of Massachusetts Amherst. I mean, it was a five. This was, I think, last Friday's score. It was a five nothing game. The shots on goal, forty nine to nine.
1: Yeah, that's domination. If you and I saw Liberty play, uh, I wanted to see them play when I was out there. I got a chance to, and uh, boy, oh boy, they just they just come at you in waves. They got great goaltending. They've got uh, four lines that just roll one after another. And, it's like uh, being in
2: a wave pool. The, way, and the, <laughs> and the, and the waves just keep hitting you. You don't have time to really like get situated before another wave hits you. Especially the deeper you go in the wave pool, it's like all of a sudden you got another wave hits you, another wave hits you. and You're trying to like get yourself okay. I can recover after that one. And another one hits you. And you're like trying to get your bearings straight. I mean, that's how this Liberty women's team is. It's like they just keep coming at you before you even have a chance to blink and like settle down. They're like, here comes another wave of them, and all of a sudden you're you're you're, you're, you're finding yourself drowning, sort of speak, or trying to stay afloat. Uh, to use that analogy, so it's kind of, uh, it's gonna be theirs to lose. I mean, they've won five times in a row now, the 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 championship for for the women's side of things. So it's gonna to be tough for them to to be knocked off, but somebody's got to go down eventually. And I don't know why, right now; it's hard to say who that's gonna be. But uh, and
1: then we'll just touch on the WWCHL, University of Denver, and uh, University of Utah, both with identical four two and zero marks and eight points. Um, Colorado State. 3-2-1 with seven points. Arizona State, 3-1-0 and oh with six points. Uh, the University of Colorado, 1-5-0 uh, and oh with two points. And Grand Canyon still winless, but 0-5-0 oh oh, uh, in the WWCHL. So I always got to keep up on the women's side of things too. And uh, we, we still have a couple of spots left for them too if there's somebody that wants to jump on board. Uh, I like that Indiana Tech team. Saw them play and uh, was very, very impressed with the job that they're doing there.
2: Yeah, I think it's. I think you're right. I mean, it's the importance of having good women's programs, too, in addition to having great men's programs, and we certainly have that at the uh, ACHA uh, W1 level, and I think it's going to be great to even see that continue to grow. That the women's side of things can be uh, maybe at some point get to the level that the M1 program is where, where you have a bigger field in the tournament. You have more teams that are playing uh, in a season. And certainly there's some teams at the w2 level that can maybe eventually be w1 programs and and maybe that can be a cattle pull, pull to be in NCAA programs with their men counterparts in some of these schools so that's that's exciting there uh, we know that there's another program coming on the horizon uh, they've already exists but start playing next season that's the University of Arizona women's program they'll be starting up to play next year so we'll have them to look look at and see how they do. When are we
1: going to get a UNLV women's team what's going on?
2: I don't know, but they, you know, they just announced this, you know, they, they had an announcement today about their building. And we remember I asked Nick about a few weeks ago about this uh, big project they're working on in North Las Vegas that they're going to build on the site of where the Fiesta and the Texas uh, station is uh, where Pepsi ice arena still stands. And there was talk that they're going to build this big thing. It's going to have a lot of different sports things and it's going to be a hotel. It's going to be all this. And part of it was going to be ice surfaces and, would UNLV be able to to be a, a tenant of that? Maybe have something for them. And Nick couldn't comment on that. Uh, well, we didn't get that front of it today, but we got the announcement that the Golden Knights are going to be involved in managing, uh, at least right now, while they're with this company that's building this project, that they're going to manage the, they're going to take over the management of the Pepsi Ice Arena, which is currently stands there, and take that over and, and run it. And so that could be great. For Great for more youth skaters and stuff, but I think that the the overall picture maybe seeing uh, that project come together with more ice rinks and stuff, it might lead to more people that will be able to play. But maybe that can serve as a home for UNLV. Uh, maybe one of those ice rinks that they they eventually build, if it's the existing place or, or a new part of the thing, will be a bit. Um, they'll have a few more seats around the rink than maybe City National has with these other uh, ice rinks that they've built. And maybe that can be a new place for UNLV to play and maybe a women's program could play there. So I, that would be uh, that would be exciting. Uh it would be I think it would be a little bit closer to campus, uh north Las Vegas, uh, where this site is. So I think it would be a little bit closer than where City National is in, in a, regards to the, the campus. So uh that would be that would be good too. But um I just think having a place where it would be more people can fit in because UNLV games getting pretty packed. Uh, on a, any given weekend uh, when they play there so eventually i'm sure they would love to have a place that they can they can play uh they have more fans as they continue to to try to get to that next level But yes yeah, so a women's program would be great too and that would help help with that too and and who knows i mean there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of buzz with hockey here in in las vegas and and maybe unlv can can get that the uh, program i mean there's a lot of Great buzz with the athletic program right now. The football team finally doing win. I was there last Saturday. I wanted to to see it for myself if they were for real, and they are. So the football program seems to be in good direction. I think the basketball program is in good direction, and I think that can lead to, even though UNLV hockey is not a is not part of the the NCAA sport, not part of that. They still collaborate with them because they want to become that. So, um, obviously those programs need to be well to to even maybe leave a potential for for UNLV to to get that uh hockey to get that spot and, and i think it would be great for the women uh, for women program to start up too so um, all good things coming
1: absolutely all right well we're out of time so i'll let you take it away my friend i know
2: i should have ended that little soliloquy <laughs> five minutes ago
1: <laughs> go ahead
2: okay from the nchc.tv studios this is the american collegiate hockey Top 20 podcast presented by com, Liberty University, bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with three valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma, first-class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce. We're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. FedEx, ship, manage, track, deliver the official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Maryville Women's Hockey. Go to maryvillesaints.com for schedule and ticket information. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room, except Formula One weekend in Vegas. Remember that. University of Arizona Hockey. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Jets Pizza. Lunch, dinner, and catering as well at JetsPizza.com. University of Mary. New league, new level, same goal. Visit us at GoUMary.com. The Tag Creative Group. Have us create that one of a kind gift for you or someone special. Go to redbubble.com and search T gran Rudd. That's T G-R-A-N-R-U-D. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty Podcast is a part of the Ice Time Hockey West.com network and is live on the Podbean app every week and is available for your on your favorite podcast platform. At ithsw podcast, all one word. Again, search ithsw podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. There's what four, five podcasts in a week now. So,
1: <laughs> five days you, a week, Sunday through Thursday. My, I friend. get you
2: two days, but you you're busy five days with podcasts. So they're all on there. So look those up.
1: And you and I will be back tomorrow night with Pro Hockey West Report. And we'll say goodnight tonight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. De Niro, goodnight everybody.